go out to LA. Somebody needs to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Well, where we going? Yo, 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 yo. BTG for president. What up? So, a couple of weeks ago, we had the ceremony, right? For uh, Kobe and Gigi. Vanessa got up there. She spit some bars. <clears throat> had Catch Emotional. Of course, all you um, Beehive fanatics seen uh, Beyonce get up there and do her thing. Of course, you had uh, MJ in the building. He spoke. Shaq, of course. Rob got up there. Um, I chose not to watch it live. I've seen a couple of clips. You know, I definitely had to see what Shaq had to say a little bit. Uh, just the highlighted points, you know, not the whole speech, um, as well as uh, MJ as well. You know, he lightened up the mood with the whole meme talk. Uh, and then I caught some bars from Vanessa. <clears throat> and again, I got back, you know, I'm in the Slack room, uh, IG DMs, Twitter, uh, text message groups, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's sick and sad. And that's what I try to avoid because I do run from pain at times. And I, and I run from it because it's my mental that I had to deal with. Um, whether it's personal or a celebrity that I was attached to that I looked up to pass away, I, at some point I get away from it. <clears throat> and the reason why I want to bring that up is because um, <clears throat> people deal with it different, differently, right? And I had a cat tell me on Twitter, he was like, oh, you ain't no real Kobe fan if you're not watching your boy ceremony. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right. Because I'm at the point where I don't really argue with people that say just stupid shit all the time. Sometimes I indulge in it. Sometimes I do go back and forth just for the sport or whatever. But for the most part, like when niggas say ignorant stuff, I just be like, all right, you got it. <laughs> you got it. You know, but I, this is the same person that when I buried my mom, I never went back to the cemetery. I had a hard time dealing with it. When I buried my pops, never went back to the cemetery. I've driven past both of those cemeteries numerous times. Both of my parents have been dead for a very long time. My mom since 2008, my dad since 2011. And since then, I've passed by both of those cemeteries countless times. Almost, some of those almost uh, every other day, you know. Especially my, especially my mom, I passed by that cemetery going home and to work all the time. You know, my 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 pops is buried in Compton, so um, it's not much that I actually pass through there because where it's actually at in Compton. But there has been times where I have passed by, and I have no um, interest in going inside. And the reason why is because those are my parents, and a lot of people. I you know I see people from time to time. I see friends. And associates, they'll post on IG, you know, kicking it, laying down on the grass next to the tombstones and, you know, replacing the flowers and stuff like that. 
But um, that's I wouldn't say that's not me, and I and I respect it, and I know that's what people that's how people do pay their respects to their loved ones. But um, we you know at the time we didn't have the money for a headstone for my mom, and I didn't have the money for the headstone for my dad, and I did say. I'm not going back there until I have a proper headstone. But even then, I couldn't even, I wouldn't even lie to you. Even if my parents did have a headstone, it's, it's still a high possibility that I wouldn't go back is because I don't like cemeteries. I don't like funerals. You know what I mean? Like a dead body to me still puts me in a bad place because I was up close and personal um, with my parents. You know what I mean? When you got to go view the bodies and shit like that, that's a whole end. But I was right there when my when my dad was actually dying. You see what I'm saying? So, um, and then when I was at the hospital, <clears throat> when they made the decision to cut the plug for my grandfather. So I'm seeing death. Either death was there when I arrived or I was seeing somebody die. Then the then there's the funeral and then there's the burial. And I don't want to I don't want to like I'm not going to lie to you. I dealt with death very. It was a tough thing when I was young, when I was young <clears throat> and I seen friends and or my peers pass away. And I used to battle with it like, no, nah, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the funeral or I'll just go to the I just go to the wake, but I'm not going to the funeral. You know what I mean? But then I sometimes I might end up doing both because I feel like and then in some cases I had to be a pallbearer. But it was one of those things where I didn't want to go. Some some people I just didn't go. I didn't go to certain funerals. I didn't. It was because where I was at at that moment didn't matter who they were to me in my life. Like I remember going to my, I remember going to my homeboy's mom funeral and I went there. I'm not even sure if I went there for support. I think I knew I went there from, because I knew her. She was like a mom to me too, but I'm not sure why I even went. Like what was the main reason why I actually went? Was it because I wanted to go support Steve and Roshana and Tutu? Or was it because she meant that much to me as well? Or was it because I needed closure? And that's what I think that it, that's what I think it is when it comes to me and funerals, why I want to go and why I don't want to go. I don't want to go because of how it makes me feel. I do want to go because it's closure in a way to me. But at the same time, I try to get over it as fast as I can, even though I'll never get over it. You see how crazy that shit is? I'm not even high talking about this. What I'm saying is... Like the Kobe thing, I I recently just told uh, my wife that I went through a small depression moment as soon as he passed away. I took it extremely hard, and she could tell you. I wish I would have did it uh, a joint. I, I wish I would have did a podcast with her on, and then she could have explained herself. Um, but this has just been something on my mind, so I'm getting it off right now in the middle of the day at work. But I, I I slid into a, a small little depression and somewhat similar to when my mom passed away, right? And it bothered me so bad to where I'm like, I tried to get it off of my mind. 
immediately when Nipsey died, when Kobe died, I did the same thing. I stayed active. I went to go clean up. I went, I was quiet. I was listening to a podcast. I tried to avoid any type of content that dealt with their situation. Right. And <clears throat> since then, you know, when Nipsey passed right after, I didn't listen to his music for a minute because because the sound of his voice would break me up. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you when you heard certain tracks and you heard the messages within those tracks, that shit broke me down. The same thing with the Kobe. Like seeing, you know, I got Spectrum. So we got Spectrum Sports Channel and it's the Laker channel. So what every Laker game is on that on that station. Not only that, you know, they show they always show the Lakers top ten this and top ten that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then since the tragic event has been all Kobe, Kobe's last game, uh, Kobe playoff moments, Kobe this, the Kobe that, the third. And so I try to stay away from it. Just like, you know, the morning of the memorial, everything that was sports wise. They talked about Kobe. I had to get away from it. I was sitting up there watching some some goddamn um, sci-fi ch- uh, channel and some some show or whatever. But I had to get away from it because I didn't want to get in that mood because that mood would lead me down to a road of a, a small depression again, and I just didn't need that. You know what I mean? And I do what I got to do to take care of my 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 mental. You know, and I and I understand a lot of people was like, you know, they had to get it in and stuff like that. I didn't eat it, honestly. God bless everybody that was in attendance. You know, God bless the ceremony. I know it was, I can't even, like, Vanessa, that was crazy. Like, the bars that she spit, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Um, and I, and, and honestly... She she's bold and brave to 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 do that to stand up there and do that to talk about her twelve year old daughter to talk about her husband like that was her rock that was her everything is what she said that's just tough to deal with right there and I didn't want to put myself in a position to 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 feel all that you know what I'm saying that the, all that could stay with like that's what she's feeling she deserved those feelings I couldn't handle it I can't handle it I can't. And that's just the way I choose to deal with shit. Now, don't get me wrong. I can sit up there and, t- and talk and I can listen. But at the same time, like, you know, when my wife texted me, she was like, I'm so mad I missed the ceremony. And I texted back like, I'm not. I'm glad I missed it because it's just too much going on. The same, the, she texts me that. And then in the same breath, I got a message that my son got into an altercation in Saturday school that we didn't know about that we didn't find out until today. So I'm like, man, I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now as a, as a parent, I got to like, all right, I got to deal with this. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, don't underestimate the ceremony of your, of your celebrity. That shit weigh heavy on you. And so I tried to stay away from those emotions as much as I could that day. I really did. I really did. I did a good job. <laughs> I did a good job. Because at that point, prior to the ceremony, and I can't, I knew it was coming, you know, and one of the things that I ain't going to lie to you, one of the things that helped me get through it was the fact that I, when I found out that AEG was selling tickets, I was low-key mad about that. 
Because in my head, and, and again, a lot of people was like, they didn't have no problem with it. You know, they didn't, they didn't have no problem with paying the money and, and getting securing them a seat inside the stable center. And that's cool. I'm not knocking that. What I had envisioned in my head was that we was all going to be in the streets and it was going to be a parade in my head. That's what I had in my head. My creative little crazy ass head. I'm thinking it's going to be something like the uh, the parades we used to have. And it was going to be on the outside. But at the same time, I understood it had to be in the inside of the Staples Center and you had to have some type of control. Those tickets secured you a seat, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But in my head, I thought it was going to be more open to the city than what it was, you know, because I remember they were talking about it was going to be at the Rose Bowl or the Hollywood Bowl or something like that at one point because they wanted as much people to attend as possible. Um, at the same time, it was a beautiful service from the, from what I've seen online, you know, the bits and pieces, et cetera. And uh, of course, what everybody else was saying through the group chats and the DMs and on the timelines. So again, like, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I don't really care to be giving out advice and stuff like that unless I'm asked for it. But I'm like, just deal with your mental shit the way you deal with it. Don't everybody, like I said, it's normal for people to go to the cemetery um, and, and, and chill and lay down and next to the gravesite and stuff like that. Me, not me, not me. Will I do it? Probably so somewhere in the future. But is it something that I think I should do? Nah, no, I don't, I don't, unless they feel like that's honoring somebody or paying respect, I'm continuing to pay my respect to my parents by talking about them, by using the tools that they did teach me, whether they act verbally or physically made me do, um, or just the shit that I picked up by just watching them. That's how I honor them. You know, my daughter, um, has my mother's name and as as you know one of her middle names and currently you know my son i am pushing for him to have my last name which is my father's last name so that's how i'm going to honor my parents you know um and that's just what it is man like i really i really felt like i really felt like I say I ran from the pain, um, I, and maybe that's the wrong thing to say or the ro- wrong words to use. I would say it ain't. It's not the wrong thing to say because if you want to run from it, you can run from it. Just as long as when it's the time to confront it, that you don't run from it. And I don't think you know. Sometimes, like I said, I listen to music. Um, sometimes I just. Sometimes I'm just quiet. And that's just how I deal with it. Sometimes I go to the jacuzzi too many goddamn times in a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I have to keep myself sane for my family. And again, losing my mom, um, you know, seeing what happened with Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Seeing, actually seeing what happened to Nip. Yo, that shit really shook me up, my nigga. That shook me up. It shook me up a lot, man. And knowing that all this stuff happened, it happened in my backyard. You know what I'm saying? I remember getting a phone call from the nurse saying, yeah, your mom passed away. 12 something in the morning. I remember my auntie calling me like, yo, you need to get down here. The the, the medication 
that that they that they giving your dad he his body is rejecting. You need to get down here fast. And I remember getting down there. He was fighting and he was fighting and boom, flatline. You know, I remember being in a room with my with my grandfather and, and, and the machine helping him breathe. And they asked, you know, they asked us, you know, what what's the decision? What are we gonna do? And I remember seeing my older brother crying because he was real close to my grandfather. You know what I'm saying? I, I like I seen those decisions. I remember, I remember getting that phone call about my cousin Chuck being shot. You know what I'm saying? And I had to be, you know, I was there being a pallbearer for that. I remember getting that call about my coach. Oh man, that shit hurt. When my coach passed away, that shit hurt a lot. That shit hurt me deeply. You know what I mean? Like, because, uh, you know, my coach, he taught me basketball, but he understood me, though. Like, man, God, I miss him, man. And I, if that was one man that I tried to impress, it was definitely my coach. It was definitely Coach Spud. And that shit hurt. Man, that shit hurt right there. Um, yeah, that shit hurt, boy. <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, yeah, man, I, I I lost a lot of cats. I lost a lot of people, man, and and I'm dealing with it the best way I can and the only way I can. So if y'all don't never see any photos or videos of me at a gravesite, you know changing the flowers and shit like that just know that's just that's just not what I do it's just not what I do um at the same time man uh everybody's different everybody's different so if that's what you do then uh then that's what you do that's what you do um but that's it man that's all I got for y'all today is just deal with your mental um the best way you can you know, don't let anybody try to tell you what you should do or how to do it because it might put you in a situation where um, it's just too hard. You know, a lot of people don't understand death yet. And even if they, and even if you do understand it, you, you still don't know how to deal with it because, you know, there's certain people in your life that meant a lot to you and then they're no longer here. So I don't think we'll ever... <laughs> I don't think we'll ever get to that point because we're still like our curiosity about what's on the other side is is at its highest right now. You know, like New York just lost a youngster in my backyard. God damn. <laughs> like Pop Smoke, like he literally, you know what I'm saying, that fast, 20 years old, bro. Are you kidding me? About and doing some shit that you should be able to do without any consequences, but because of the world we live in, because of the world we live in, you got to live by the street rules. And that's the only thing he did wrong was not go by the street rules that was that was created off some negative shit. He should be able to post whatever he want. And you already know, like, it's different. It's different from back in the day because we didn't have all the social media shit. But, you know, we, we was out there flaunting and, and doing shit like that. We was on our high horse for some years, especially in our younger years. But, um, 
Yeah, man, that was, that was a sad one right there. That actually brought down the city of L.A. for a cool minute, too. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a 20-year-old at the end of the day. And I remember I didn't get deep down in, into that either. You know, Cash was hitting my phone asking me about the area and, and shit like that. And a lot of people were saying it was odd that it would happen um, in that particular area. But no, it's actually the total opposite. Niggas rob... <laughs> Why would you rob niggas in the hood? They you ain't there's nothing there, bro. They go to Hollywood, they go to Bel Air, they go to. So I mean, I don't want to get into it, but that's what it was, and I really didn't want to dig deep into that either. But I did get caught in the rabbit hole, and I was seeing the pictures of, uh, before, and you know, hearing the um, hearing some of the podcasts that I was listening to, and they was like this, that, and third, this information, that information. And I'm like, golly, it was just too much to handle. Like, And before I get out of here, I'm going to tell you, man, one day, one day I was driving to work in the morning. I usually listen to podcasts, and I probably was listening to a podcast. And when I leave too late on a Wednesday morning, um, we're talking about almost an hour and a half, two-hour ride to get to the city, right? Which is cool because, like I said, I listen to podcasting. And I remember, I remember my cousin called. My cousin Angela called, and that's the mother of my youngest cousin Chucky, who passed away. That's her son. That's her youngest son. And I see her going through it on IG. I see her going through it on uh, Facebook from time to time, posting pictures of him, videos, heartwarming, felt stuff. And then she will call me, and I'll talk to her. We'll talk anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour. Just talking. And she'd be like, boy, you know, I watch your videos all the time. I love your kids. You always make me laugh, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, she would get around to talking about Chuck and how she miss him. You know what I mean? And we just talk about the dysfunctional family that we're a part of. And I got to pick up that phone. I got to answer. See, that's one thing I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm going to tell her about this episode. There's sometimes where I miss her call. Right. And then there's sometimes where I avoid her call because I cannot handle it. And then there's times where I know I have to pick up and I'm working on the second one. I'm working on the second one. But that's just the truth to the matter. Like there's times where I don't want to pick up the phone because I know where it's going, you know, and that particular day it was heavy because her pops had passed away. I didn't know that. Until we started talking. So her pops had passed away. That hurt. You know what I'm saying? And then after we got off the phone, I talked to her for about a solid 40-some minutes. My grandma called me right after her. Um, and she was telling me, and my and I've never seen my grandma cry before. I've never seen her cry in my whole currently 37 years of living. And there has been a few times since my mom passed away and where she said I miss, you know, she missed my mom, right? But boy, she told me, she said, man, I, she was on the phone and she was like, yeah, I miss her. I really miss your mama. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And when I got that, you know what I mean? I got off the phone. I talked to Granny for about 20-something minutes because I was just pulling up to work. And that's a full-on hour-plus convo with two people in my family about three different deaths. You know what I mean? Not only that, you know, my grandmother 
used to talk to her sisters every day on the phone religiously, you know, because my granny didn't work. Um, and both her sister passed away. Both of them gone. And so her two sisters that she would talk to every day, she don't talk to them no more. And it's like, man, you know what I mean? So it's like when my granny called, got to pick up. When Angela called, got to pick up, you know? Because they're not just calling me just to say hi. It's never just to say hi. It's more like I'm saying hi, but I need to vent. I need to get this off. But sometimes when my shoulders is too heavy, I can't pick that phone up. Because it's just I got too much in me. And it just put me in a place where it's not good. But I'm working on it because I'm working on building myself up a little bit more so I can handle that. I seen a tweet on Twitter the other day and it was like, you know, men, when you find you a man that, that actually open, it was, it was, I can't, I don't know it verbatim, but it was like, um, it was basically saying you find a man that opens up or something like that. You might, you know, that's a good thing. That's a compliment to, to you. If, if your man will open up and say certain things to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, and that's the truth though. Cause they, we have this. We have this um, this stigma of, or like they feel like, especially black men, they feel like we don't open up a lot. We don't, we shy away or we're scared to talk about our feelings. But I think I feel like ever since Kobe went down, a lot of cats have been opening up, which is, I mean, it's a good thing. But it isn't a bad thing because, you know, it took so long or whatever, but no, I think, I think it's been cats here and there that have opened up. It's just, most of us probably don't. And it's like, well, it might not be fair to your wife. She can't handle everything. I don't think that's true. I think we all are built to handle it. It's just that at times we can't, but I think we're all built to handle some shit like this. If we continue to talk, amongst each other and, and, and keep working on ourselves, whether it's spiritually or working on our confidence or something like that, then um we good. I think I think eventually we would uh we um we can handle it. You know what I'm saying? But that's at the same time, I feel like, yo, if if you don't want to pick up that phone, if you don't want to respond to that text, if you don't want to reply to that DM, skip over that timeline bullshit. Then don't. I mean, just do it. I mean, well, you know what I mean. Shit. Mixing everything up. If you don't feel like dealing with it, then don't deal with it. And I, But I feel like sometimes it should be an explanation. Not all the time, because you're human. But if you feel like you need to send them an explanation, like, yo, I I really don't have... Well, I don't know. You got to word it some way. You don't want to be <laughs> You don't want to be disrespectful. But you got to know when to pick up, and you got to know when not to pick up. And you got to be strong enough to deal with certain shit. So in other words, I don't know what I just said. I just it just sounds like you need to figure this shit out. <laughs> for real though, man, for real. So everybody take care of their mental the best way you can. And um Yeah, man. Another one in the another one in the uh another one down. I should say that. So uh rest in peace to everybody that I mentioned. And there's so many more, but they know who they are. I know who they are, and that's all that matters. See y'all uh, next week. Yep.